Good afternoon, everyone. I hope everyone's been having a good Sunday. Of course, it'll probably be more like evening by the time this uploads, because it seems like it takes forever anymore. Um, I'm preaching in the truck today for unspecified reasons, but um, so this is going to be interesting. I know there's a glare right there. Not really much I can do about it. If it gets a little stuffy in here, I may end up having to crack a window, so if you start hearing background noise, that's what's up. But, um, yeah. So let's preach us a sermon, shall we? God literally gave this to me today. Uh, this morning, right after my verse of the day. It's pretty awesome. He gave me a couple scriptures earlier in the week, but I really didn't know what to do with them. Um, I didn't, I, I couldn't even tell what direction the sermon was going. And so I reread them and bam, it just came to me. So let's pray and then we can just get into it. <clears throat> Lord, we love you, and we're so thankful for your tremendous love. We're so thankful that you chose to send Jesus down to save us, uh, a, 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 a race of people, uh, the human race, that, that before you sent Jesus, really, we'd all turned away from you, Lord. I mean, all the Gentiles had turned away, even the Jews themselves had turned away, and you still, through your amazing love, brought Jesus down to, to suffer and, and die for us so that we could live. So we could live through Him, through His resurrection. So, Lord, I, I just pray that, that we absorb this message that you have in store for us today, and that it helps our hearts to be more in tune with you, Father, to, to, to be closer to you to be more like you, to walk with you more closely. I pray this, and I thank you, and I love you, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's get started. <clears throat> First is Galatians chapter 3, verse 28. <clears throat> okay. All right. <clears throat> Galatians 3, chapter 28. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. This is very similar to my verse of the day. What's funny is this scripture, God gave me the scripture like Tuesday. So it's interesting how the verse of the day relays into, into what this... Uh, what the sermon's going to be. So, basically, there's neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. We are all one in Christ Jesus. It doesn't matter our race, it doesn't matter our color, it doesn't matter if I have a big old fat head and you have a little old skinny head, it doesn't matter who you are, where you live, or what you're doing. If you believe, if you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, then He's for you. He is for you, and we are all one in Him. That's some good stuff, right? <clears throat> Let's go to Luke chapter 19. <clears throat> Luke chapter 19. <clears throat> Let's see here. Just about to it's already getting a little stuff in here, probably because I have a lot of hot air. Um, 
Luke chapter 19, verse 37 through 44. <clears throat> and when he was come nigh, even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed be the King that cometh in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. This is uh, when Jesus... This is when Jesus was uh, was riding the, the the colt or the donkey, depending on which uh, which uh, apostle wrote it. Some of them called it a donkey, some of them called it a colt. When he was riding into town, and they were laying down uh, leaves and reeds and everything for for him to walk on, and they're praising his name. <clears throat> And some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said unto him, Master, rebuke thy disciples. Because, you know, they're all like, Woo! Jesus, the King, the Lord of all. Amen. Glory in the highest. Hallelujah. Woo, 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 woo. And the Pharisees are like, Hey, 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 make them like calm down, you know, because like, you're, you're, you're nothing. You're just a man. And Jesus, and he answered and said unto them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. So what Jesus is saying, if if everyone wasn't screaming, that the stones themselves, the rocks upon the ground, would cry out that Jesus is Lord. Because I think in the past we I've I know in the past mm -hmm. I've preached, but like Jesus, many a times, like especially like when he's on the ocean and the waves are crashing, all the disciples are freaking out and everything. He's like, really? I have to get up and take care of this? You're worried? I'm in the boat, but you're worried. He gets up and literally said a word and everything just calmed down. Everything, every single thing in existence succumbs, bows down, and glorifies the glory of God. Everything. Every animate and inanimate thing bows in awe to the glory of God. So even if the disciples had not have been screaming, this was not something that Jesus was just saying, like, ah, you know, if they were yelling also, the stones would like, like something like we would say, ah, well, you know, if this wasn't happening, that would happen. Jesus was being very literal. If all of my disciples weren't praising my name, the actual stones would be praising my name, would be praising the glory of God. That's epic. To be honest, it would have been pretty cool if the disciples had a shut down just to, for a hair so we could have heard the stones actually. Of course, we would have been reading it, not hearing it, but I can kind of hear it in my mind. Actually read that the stones cried out. Tell me the Pharisees wouldn't have peed themselves. I bet they would have. All right. Verse 41, and when he was come near, he beheld the city and wept over it, saying, If thou hast known, even thou, at least in this thy day, the things which belong unto thy peace, but now they are hid from thine eyes. For the days shall come upon thee, that thine enemies shall cast a trench about thee, encompass thee round and keep thee on every side and shall lay thee even with ground and thy children within thee and they shall not leave in thee one stone upon upon another because thou knewest not the time of thy visitation basically he's saying your enemies are going to come 
and they're going to surround you. He's, he's talking about the Jews. All of the Jews' enemies are going to surround them on all sides, and all they're going to have is is their land and and nothing else, like their their specific land. They're going to lose everything else and just have their their tiny little country is all that's going to remain, and it's all because they didn't recognize that Jesus Christ is Lord. Because thou knewest not the time of thy visitation. You knew not the time when God came from heaven and was formed in the flesh and walked among you. You did not accept that Jesus is God, that Jesus is Lord. You did not accept. And he wept before he said this because it saddened him. The Jews were always the chosen of God. And it was the chosen of God. God's chosen people. I know that flash, light is flashing. I'm trying to figure out. The chosen of God. God's chosen people are the ones that killed Jesus. Of course, and Jesus knew that that was coming. No one else did, but he did. And now reading what he said, you know, we can go back and we can go forward and we can see. He knew that the chosen people that that he had always revered and protected and tried to further, they were the ones that were going to betray him. And he cried when he thought about it. And he, and he spoke through his crying, through his weeping. That's the love of Jesus right there. Hmm. Let's, uh, let's pop over to Galatians. Uh, Five six now. Galatians five six. I know we were in Galatians a while ago, but this actually came to me after. This is actually going to be, I think, a relatively short sermon today. I can do something about that glare right there. This wouldn't be a bad place to preach. All right, let's see here. <clears throat> Galatians chapter 5, verse 6. For in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. So it doesn't matter if you're circumcised like the Jews all. You know, through the law of Moses, you had to be circumcised to, to do what God wanted you to do. And and then after uh, God sent the apostles to the Gentiles, then then they the Gentiles also, us, we basked in the glory of God and did not have to be circumcised. Roll that one down a little bit more. Da -da -da. Okay. So, whether circumcision or uncircumcision... But faith which worketh by love. So you can live in Jesus whether you're circumcised or not. You can live in Jesus whether you're Jew or free or, or, or Gentile. You can live in Jesus whether you're bound or free, white or black, man or woman. As long is if but faith which worketh by love so as long as you have faith 
in Jesus through love, which Jesus is love. As long as you have faith and love through your faith and faith through your love, because both faith and love go hand in hand, because as I said, God is love. Through faith and love, you can bask in the love and the glory of Jesus Christ. Faith, if you have faith in Jesus, then you have belief. If you love Jesus, then you have belief. Love and faith and belief are all hand in hand. If you believe in Jesus, you just... Belief comes, and then love comes, and then worship, and faith, and all of the awesome other things that come with it. All the gifts of the Spirit come after belief. Good stuff. Let's see here. Romans chapter 10. chapter 10 verse 9 through 13 <clears throat> that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. With belief in Jesus, you lo shame loses power over you. No longer do you have shame. Because shame comes from your sin, and the shame of your sin. But once you have Jesus, once you believe in your heart, and you ask him into your into your spirit into your heart and you ask him to bathe you in his spirit your shame is gone of course many of us because we are still flesh start handing those keys back over to satan so then we have new levels so then we start feeling shame through our sin but that's why constant repentance to jesus takes care of that shame for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now if you're wondering what this sermon is all about, this sermon is about Jesus. Jesus is for everyone. Jesus is for everyone. He doesn't play colors. He doesn't play races. He doesn't play sexes. He does not care where you came from or where you've been. Mm -hmm. Who you are, who your mama is, who your daddy is, if you got money, if you're poor. He doesn't care if you're white or you're black or you're yellow or you're brown or you're red. He doesn't mm -hmm. care about anything other than your heart. What's in here? He does not judge. He does not hold judgment against you. Now, we'll all be judged at the end of everything. But as far as who you are and what you've done, whatever horrible things you, you have that you've done in your past, Jesus is for you as much as he's for the next person. Jesus is, a, is free and pure, and whole, and he is for everyone, 
All you have to do is believe. And after belief comes love and faith and all the other gifts of the Spirit follow. And if you want to fellowship and be closer to God, then you have to be closer. And the closer you get, the more the more better it gets. More better, I know that ain't really a thing, but more better just what came to mind. The more better it gets. The closer you get to... You know, it, it, it actually says in the Bible that we are to pursue God constantly. Pray without ceasing. If we are in ever pursuit for God and His love, we will never be without anything. We will be with everything that we need always. Now, you're like, some of what you need and what you want are two different things. And at some point in your life, you may be like, I don't have anything I need. I, everything's falling apart. Everything, everything God does, he, he does with love. And He does no bad thing. Bad things come from free will and from Satan. Now, God may allow certain things to take place, but He'll only allow as much as you can handle. And you're like, well, well, why does He allow it? Because faith makes you stronger. If you hold your faith through a hard time and you get to the other side, it makes your faith that much stronger and pulls you that much closer to God. Literally, weakness brings you closer to God. Being strong or having lots of money and having lots of stuff actually puts a little puts a divider between you and God. But when you're wanting, when you're left always wanting, you'll have a closer relationship with God than someone that feels like they have everything. Except all of those that feel like they have everything are still always looking for more. Isn't that a funny thing? Jesus will sustain you. He will fill you. He will give you that thing you have always pursued and you have never been able to reach. He will fully sustain and fill you completely. Your cup will runneth over, not with money and stuff, but with love and happiness and joy and peace and awesomeness. Yes, awesomeness. I, I said awesomeness. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, if you call upon the name of the Lord, but you don't actually have love in your heart, then you're not actually calling upon the name of the Lord. You're just saying something. If you're actually calling upon the name of the Lord, and you believe in your heart that the Lord is who you're calling upon, then you already believe. And now you're just making an out, an outward you're letting everyone know that you know that Jesus is Lord. Awesome. All right, let's do Joel, Old Testament. Joel uh, chapter 2, verse 32. It took me a minute to find this earlier. Hopefully it doesn't take me that long this time. All right, that's pretty quick that time. 2, verse 32. And it shall come to pass. Now, this is Old Testament. This is before Jesus. But it's awesome how Old Testament and New Testament, a lot of what was said is still true. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. 
For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord hath said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. So, even Old Testament, pre-Jesus times, and the Old Testament is more like um, a remembrance of what was, and Jesus changed everything in what is. But much of the teachings and the sayings in the Old Testament are, were retaught in the New Testament. Joel was a powerful man of God. He had a small little book in the Bible, but he was a powerful prophet. And God called on him to speak in his name. So like, God calls on you to speak in his name? I don't care if your name is Georgia. Nothing against Georgia. I'm just saying, Joel doesn't sound like a very masculine or powerful name. But Joel was a was a devout man of God and God chosen. And this is so awesome what he wrote because it's literally what we are still taught now. Now he mentions uh, Jerusalem and Mount Zion, but uh, what he hold what he said still holds absolutely true. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. If you call on the name of the Lord, and you actually believe that you're calling on the name of the Lord, then you already believe in God. So if you call on the name of the Lord, if you call on the name of Jesus, you will be delivered, one way or the other. Now, many a times, what you have in your mind as being delivered isn't God's plan. You're going to be delivered, but you may have to go through it before you're delivered. You ask, well, why? Why do I have to go through it? Because many, 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 many times, your own salvation, your walk will bring others to the glory of God. And your walk sometimes is a climb up jagged rocks. Boy, my walk has been. In my, in, in my life, I have climbed the jaggedest and the sharpest, I don't know how to say the word, the, the most jagged and, and most sharp rocks known to man. And they've almost cut me into pieces, and I still made it where God wanted me to be. Right here, right now. And my walk. I know it brought others to Jesus. I saw it after the fact. I saw it years later. But I was looking. I was looking. And I challenge you to look. When you're going through a tough time, keep your eyes open. Keep your heart open and steady. And look at what your tribulation can do for others. Because we are all... All of us Christians, every believer is here to further the kingdom of God. So we are to bring others to Jesus. And sometimes it's not through any direct thing we do. Sometimes it's indirectly. It's sometimes it's how we react to anguish and torment and pain. How we react to the, the death of a loved one. How we react can many times shut the door to some but open the door to others. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered from evil, from darkness, from sin.
Because Jesus is for everyone. No specific kind of people. He is for all of us equally. And he loves us all. Not for anything that we can do for him. We, we can never deserve his love. He loves us because of the love in him. The love, the absolutely awesome, he is the biggest heart that exists. And he has room for all of us in his heart. Let's, uh, let's go to 1 Peter. This will be the last, uh, the last book of the Bible we're in. 1 Peter, chapter 1. A little bit too far. There we go. First Peter chapter one, <clears throat> twelve through twenty-one. Unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves but unto us they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them by them. That have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into. <clears throat> Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end, for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lusts in your ignorance. But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. Jesus says that if you believe in me, if you declare that I am Lord, that I am king of everything, that I am God of all creation, that I am the Son of our Father God, and that the Spirit dwells within you. If you declare that I am holy, then you yourself are holy. Whether you believe that you yourself are holy or not, if you believe in Jesus and you have Him in, in your heart, you are holy because He is holy. And you have died in the flesh as He died. And you have resurrected in the Spirit as He resurrected. And you are holy because He is holy. And you are to leave all of the, the things that bound you to this world. You're to leave that behind. When you're made holy, when you're made one with God, when you believe in Jesus in your heart and you ask Him to bathe you in His Spirit, you are to never give those bonds back to Satan. Never be bound again by sin. Now, we're, we're still flesh and blood. We're still going to sin. But don't fall into it. Don't fall into the deeps and the depths of sin again. Don't. There is a lot of sin that you can resist. You can resist it, but you have to choose to. And you have to pray for God to help you because you yourself are not strong enough to stand against, a lot of people say, the forces of hell. But it's not the forces of hell. It's, it's Satan. Satan doesn't like hell. Satan doesn't want to go to hell because hell is the fiery grave. It's the end. But he does, he does dwell within Sheol 
or he doesn't dwell there, but he has power over Sheol, the unsaved that still dwell in Sheol, that have that don't get to ascend to heaven at death, at death of the flesh. Don't give everything back over to him. Once you believe in Jesus and you have him in your heart, you are holy. Because Jesus is holy. And if ye call on the Father, who without respect of persons judgeth according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. Have fear in God. Now not, I'm afraid. Fear, as in respect and faith and trust and love. Don't give the, the, the keys to your sin back to the, to the enemy. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, you weren't redeemed through all the stuff in the world. You weren't redeemed by all the, all the crazy crap that happens. You weren't redeemed by anything on earth. You were redeemed through the lamb without blemish through Jesus Christ. He redeemed you before the Father. He saved you. He washed you of your, of your dirty sin, and He saved your life. Who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these late times for you. Jesus existed before the world was created. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And everything that was created was through Him, and not a single thing that was created was created without Him. And the Word was made flesh, and it dwelt among us. Jesus was manifested in these late times as a human being so that we could be saved. So that he could take on the sin of the world and in his death the sin die with him. And through his resurrection we, our sin dies in our flesh, in our, our flesh and the sin dies in our flesh. And then when we are resurrected we are resurrected in the spirit. Jesus existed before, before everything. He existed with the Father and the Holy Spirit, the Blessed Trinity, one God. But he, he became flesh so that we would have a beacon of hope. And He became a bridge. I've said this before. The only way to the Father is through the Son through His incredible, loving gift. Who by Him do believe in God, that raised Him up from the dead and gave Him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God. So, as I've said multiple times throughout this sermon, Jesus is for everyone. He is for everyone. You need only believe. Believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, that He's the King of kings, that He's the Lord of lords, that He died so that you could live. Believe that in your heart and then pray. Pray to God.
to baptize you in Jesus' spirit. Pray to him to fill your heart, to, to fill you with Jesus. And say, Father, I believe. Please fill me with Jesus. Bathe me in your spirit so that I can resurrect in the spirit and leave the flesh behind. Raise me from death and bring me to life. I believe, Lord. Jesus is the King of kings, is the Lord of lords. I believe. And I'm asking you into my heart. I'm asking you into my life to make me whole in you. To make me, to give me the ability to live in you and you in me, Lord. I pray this and I thank you and I love you. In Jesus' name, amen. And everyone says it differently. Every single person prays a little bit differently. But pray for Jesus to bathe you in his, in his holy light and declare that he is the Son of God. That he is the Lord of Lords. And pray honestly and fervently and believe everything that you say. Because God knows your heart. He knows if you're just saying it to say it. But if you're just saying it to say it, and you don't actually believe, then, then what are you doing? Believe in your heart with every word that you say. And ask Him for His unending mercy. And you get to bask in eternal life <clears throat> when all this ends. Because Jesus is for everyone. Well, let's pray. And I'm going to let y'all get back to it. Lord, we love you. We praise you and we glorify you and we're so thankful for Jesus, for his open-ended gift, for the, the suffering and the destruction and the chaos and the pain that he went through so that we could live through him into everlasting life in heaven with you, Lord. Thank you so much for your infinite gift, for your awesome gift that we don't deserve, but you still give freely, Lord. Please help us to be closer to you, to fellowship with you, to bask in your awesome light and your awesome glory and your, your, just your awesome everything, Lord. You are so wonderful and amazing and, and loving and caring and just a spring of endless living water. That we can bask in freely. And we need only believe. And pronounce openly that Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. That Jesus is your son. The son of the living God. So Father, I pray that anyone that sees this. That anyone that hears this knows that it's, that it's literally that easy. 
Anyone that already knows you, I hope that they hear this and, and they get a closer closeness with you, Father. And anyone that hears or sees this and doesn't know you, their hearts would be open to you and they would believe. Please, Father, I pray this and I thank you and I love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys. Well, I hope y'all have a wonderful day. And I hope uh, the whole next bit of your week is just off the chain. And uh, I guess I'll see y'all later. God bless y'all.